30 Nerdy's presenting sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to another episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and we've got a surprise for you. We're in person for the first time in, well... A very long time. A very long time, if we can't remember the last time. And here we are. And here we are. We are in the uh, the brand new Sanctum Nerdtorum uh, in Dandridge, Tennessee, at my new house. We have. Uh, we're also uh, for the first time in forever, including uh, some video, and we are in the the noir filter because we are talking more Batman. Oh, I thought we were doing like a clerks thing. No, but we should. I'm not even supposed to be here today. We should. <clears throat> it would be a lot of fun. Welcome. I should do this then. No, we should reposition. Myself. I am your Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy South. Tyler Mack, and joined, of course, by the co-host. He is freshly squeezed. He is the doctor of nerdonomics. The juice is loose all over Dandridge, Tennessee right now. Dr. Joshua Evelyn Davis. That's me. Old Jed. What's up, Doc? Hey, hey, everybody. It's, you know, I, I gotta say, Tyler, I know you're just moving in and everything. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta rethink this recording space here, man. This is, uh, I, and I'm, you know, I'm getting some vibes of like early thirty and nerdy season one. Yeah. Like we had the milk crates and we sat on the futon and We're right the squeaky chairs, and you know, we had our, I had our, our soda, yeah, our soda every uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, cherry coke. Now, just <laughs> now we're older, so you know diet or zero and Healthier. also out, not in a can now in a glass with ice because i'm older and more distinguished and of course drink uh, pinky out pinky out when i have my sip of soda so yeah you gotta rethink this yeah, because I, I this is this doesn't work for me Tyler. well i've been in i've been in one person mode since we've been like satelliting this thing for the last six eight months and we had our little desk with all the stickers and we had mm-hmm. like you know we gotta we gotta do something about this. You I'm, have one week, sir. I mean, I also would would love to make it to where the background of the video isn't 
my 2007 self-portrait of high school musical in the background oh, no it's great from when i played chad yeah, it's great so oh did I, you did you did you play did chad? i tell you that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i told you that oh yeah i, I thought i had heard that <laughs> so how's your week been brother hey not so bad uh it was a short week we had of course monday off for uh dr martin luther king jr day um and uh, today was not like a regular school day. We had like a pre-ACT day. So I, I gave the pre-ACT today and that was really it. We yeah. had an electives fair for kids to come see what elective classes the school offers and had some enthusiastic kids representing the theater department. And they had a big poster and they made like made it to look like curtains were on it. Oh, and they had cool. pictures from uh, HSM on there. And I had a big tub of uh, nerds. And I made a sign that said nerds for theater nerds. <laughs> and I put theater nerds in quotes. I love that. So I how about that. you? That's been pretty uh, hectic. Um, one of my duties this past week or so was to revamp and update the somewhat outdated Tennessee Legend Distillery employee handbook, which hadn't been updated since their inception seven years ago. So there were a lot of retyping of things rewording of things maybe some things we're getting a little more strict on because we are slowly coming out of that mom and pop to not full-on corporate but just a little more serious but yeah it's been a pretty hectic week we finally got that employee meeting done everyone has filled out the papers that are supposed to be filled out and the new w-4s and all that tax stuff that you're not taught about in high school that you should be taught about. Uh, Cause at 33, I still have to ask, where do I put the zero? Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. I'm like, they didn't teach me the real they world. Don't stuff. Have, uh, they don't have, uh, not to, uh, not to speak negatively of public schools, but no. they don't really do a good job teaching that in school. No, no. We should do better. But by golly, I still know the Pagathorean theorem. <laughs> well, that's one of us because I, um, I was mowing yards to pass math as we learned last week, so I I can't help you with that one. So I have to uh, tell you a crazy continuation of the Peyton's car story. Peyton's stolen car. Peyton's stolen car. The stolen Kia. So she is, we had our, our New Year's and I told you it was, we still had fun and all that. Well, a few days after she gets back to South Carolina, she's on her way um to do something for the Air Force, I don't know, to some other training. And she gets this random phone call. And it's just on the other side of the line. It's just, is this Peyton? And he, she was like, yes. And he goes, uh, girl, I think I found your car. These kids are apparently serial car thieves. And their drop-off point is this poor guy's apartment. And it has been an ongoing thing in the city of Chattanooga that this little ragtag group of like early college kids are like boosting cars that are easy to hack in to like get into, taking stuff out of it and just dropping it off at this apartment complex to just sit for days. So I can't remember his name, but I said, this is vigilante stuff because like. When it happened to his sister a few weeks prior to Peyton, he started taking it upon himself to memorize everyone's cars that are actually living there and like staking the place out. And he noticed this Kia for two days and he was like, 
Nobody who lives here drives that. So he sees this key on the ground. These dumb kids dropped the key of the car they stole. I mean, some stuff was left in the trunk. They didn't think to check the trunk. So her wedding shoes were still in the trunk. Oh, good. She thought they were gone. So some things we thought were gone forever aren't gone forever, which is a plus. And he, he was like, okay, well, it obviously goes to this car. So he gets in the car and looks for anything that might be in a glove compartment that would have the name of the actual owner. And he finds her name and he finds her on Facebook and he messenger calls her. Yeah. And it was just like, I found your car. And like fills her in on his entire, you know, uh saga. Saga that he's had going on. His 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 origin story. <laughs> he filled it like that. They're friends now. Like like he's just this fabulous guy who who just has taken upon himself to kind of uh what, do his due what diligence his, uh vigilante hero name be do you think car finder man i would auto auto since it's chattanooga i'd call it auto nuga yeah auto nuga the new car thief fighting vigilante roaming the streets of chattanooga Calling people and telling them their cars are found. So one car at a time. There's just waiting for. They'll not really tear it apart, but they'll comb through it. The police will. They'll comb through it and see if anything was left in it, like drugs, or if there was anything altered that's dangerous. I don't know how she feels because she kind of is like in this. They had it for eight days. I don't know if I want it back. And insurance is like, well, technically... You have to take it back. You do, but there are also, there are also like roads she can take to where like she files something and it's like not safe to take back or it's part of evidence or something. Yeah. And she would still be able to get a new car. Okay. So I don't know what, the, what her plans are after that, but... That's crazy. Uh, and I can't... I, but her Christmas gifts were taken yeah, yeah, most of the Christmas gifts were taken. Jerks. So still, and, and that still sucks, but I was like, holy crap. Like, that's so random. Like, first off, it's random that my sister got her car stolen. Like, at any time, she could have left where she was from, where she was at earlier. Or those people could have been delayed somehow in getting to the car to break into it. And Peyton could have walked up on them doing it. Yeah. And... I, I mean, I don't know if they have guns or exactly. something. So right. I was like, I'm glad you didn't because this day and age, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I don't know if she has it back or if what's going on. I don't know those details. But to whoever you are out there patrolling the, the parking lots and, and helping sweet sweet people find, get their cars back. Here's to you. Thank you. I cannot remember what your name was. But thank you. Autonuga. There are good people out there still. A few. A few good people. Uh, speaking of a few good people, um, I got my bachelor party this weekend. Oh, yes. I, I had heard something about uh, said bachelor party. It yeah. is, it's rumored that I'll be in attendance. I've heard. <clears throat> uh, I haven't heard much. Nolan, I know some things. Nolan loves to plan I, things and not... I I I, uh, yeah. I I know a thing or two. I've been in communication with Logan. He uh, no he, uh, he likes to him and Peyton like to plan things, but not lay it all out. More of like a 
oh, we're doing this. Oh, really? Like mm-hmm. surprises and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I can already tell you that I know uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be just fun to just relax and be away and be with uh, the guys that are going to be up relax, there with me. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> relax. Because um, Lord knows I don't party like I used to. Um, I, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Will this weekend be that once? I don't know. Most likely not, because we are all too old, old guys. So <laughs> probably, probably too old to do Most that. Most likely so. not, but it will be a great time, it regardless of, of all that. It will. So. It'll be fun. And we are about, by the time you're hearing this listener, exactly a month away from the the wedding. And it's I just, it's gone slowly fast, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. It does slowly fast. Yeah, yeah. Planning this wedding and like from the day I proposed to her to to like being a month away from it is how I know time's a construct. Right. <laughs> Cause like it's trudging on, but at the same time, I'm like, oh wow, it's already here. But it went so slow. Yeah, and I had totally forgotten that it was New Year's last year that you yeah. proposed. And I was like, dang, it's been yeah. a full year. It's been a full year. And you've been engaged. Engaged. Yeah. What do what do you know about? I know it's at a cabin and gallery activities. I know, and this is not this is not. Uh, we're pretty upfront and clear on this show. I know that the first night is just the people yeah. who were in the travesty that was my first wedding. Yeah, I guess kind of a cleansing, a rebirth, a restart, uh, which I think that's really awesome. Leave it to Nolan to think of something like yeah. that. So I think that's really cool. Um, I think it's going to be great. There's nothing you requested? I have requests. I was like, we can sing karaoke. We can okay. watch Lord of the Rings. Okay. We can we can do whatever, okay. you know. I'm, well, I'm, I hope it's okay for me to say. I, I think karaoke is being well, talked yeah, about. I'm about that. So I'm wondering if we're going to be... Dusting, dusting off the old uh dream on dream on uh which we have been known as the kids say we we slay that one we do slay that one. uh from time to time it has happened we we uh got to the point though where we can only do it once a year <laughs> <laughs> so now it's gonna be like once a decade <laughs> once a decade this is it off. yeah and we're good till 2032 so, 33 now uh anyone who's ever been a fan of glee the uh, Mr. Shu and Neil Patrick Harris duet version of Dream On mm-hmm. is uh, is the inspiration for that, yes. and uh, your boy here hits the big old uh, the high note in the end. Stupid note. Yeah, we've uh, we've, we've, we've had some. It. Yeah, we've had some like reactions. We've though. had some some less than stellar performances, and we've had some like, man, why wasn't somebody recording that? Yeah, moment? for sure. Like. Yeah. What the heck? So that could happen. I'm going to have to <clears throat> do a little practice. Here, practice the rest of the week. <laughs> but I got to say. Just water, voice rest. Honey, lemon. Uh, but I got to say, though, you all had the coolest official like wedding invite that I've oh, ever yeah. seen before. It's yeah. like a wedding. Uh, or like a movie ticket. Like a movie ticket. Yeah. yeah with, with like all the info on it and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. I've never seen anything yeah. like it before. It's really cool. I'm going to keep that on my fridge forever. Yeah. She found it and she was like, ooh, this is us. I went, mm. Book it. Speaking of weddings, and you can cut you can cut this out. Where's the uh uh from my wedding? Our little picture. That's not up yet. 
There's like I we said, got the there's B, still we got the BC picture, and then there's one of just me and you. There's still there. a ton of things I have to unpack to hang up because we don't get to use screws and nails. We have to use command strips. command strips because we're renting. I guess I get it. Whatever. No. Okay. We have also been, as I said, going through the uh, Flanagan universe on Netflix. Uh, we did Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, both fantastic. And now we're on to Midnight Mass. Uh, a lot of the same characters. Uh, like I said, Flanagan likes to work with a lot of the same actors uh, playing different people in the next one. So is this like an anthology series like American Horror Story? It's like season one is this and season two is that. Yes. Or is, are these different? Okay. Yes, it's very anthological. It's very like completely different story. The next thing you watch, but a lot of the same actors. So like... What do I look up when I go to try to watch this? Uh, you would just go for, you could type in Haunting on Netflix and Hill House and Bly Manor will come up. But and I it, mean, like, they're separate, like, things that I would find on the list, right? Yeah, like Haunting of like Hill House. It's not like season one, season two, season No, two. Haunting of Hill House is ten episodes. Bly Manor is nine episodes. And then Midnight Gotcha. Mass, so they're then, each like their own little limited yeah, series thing. They're okay. each their own little oh, limited series. That makes sense. And a lot of it based off of uh, the author works of like Pike and uh, I can never remember who wrote Hill House. But it's just, it's fantastic stuff. And that's the, that's the guy that I told you he's ending his Netflix contract with The Fall of the House of Usher. Right. Yeah. Uh, before yeah, he I'm, moves to I'm Prime. I'm excited to see so that. It's, it's been going great. Finished season four of Young Justice finally. And it's heavy. It like, it's a cartoon. It, it deals with a lot of mental illness and like depression and and like yeah yeah reaching well, out to and and it, and it happens with a lot of the the younger heroes like Beast Boy is not in a good place at the beginning of season four and like it follows him and it's just like oh my god it, yeah it's very real. Well, I gotta say heavy. like obviously adults enjoy these shows even mm -hmm. though they're animated or whatever but like kids today are like really smart about stuff like that yeah. like you know which is good like they yeah. know about those things so um I, it doesn't surprise me that yeah. they sort of include that you know it's really good though it's it's not my favorite season but i recommend it should be on your list <laughs> actually that's something that i would not mind doing a individual episode I was by literally episode about to say that. watch through with you because i'd watch it again like those first two seasons are so well good. Tyler, listen buddy you're gonna have to pick and choose <laughs> i have sworn that this is the year of supernatural That's i don't know I if you say. can get all of that out of me That's true well it's it's you know we can we can dream we can dream. Have you been watching anything? Oh, why, yes, sir. Uh, we talked, uh, maybe it was last week, or, or I can't remember when, when we mm -hmm. talked last about it, but uh, we talked a lot about Top Gun. I guess it was on the last episode, because we did the rankings of all the biggest oh, yeah. things from last year, and Top Gun Maverick was number two, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so I finally did watch it, and I, I did it right. Like, I did a marathon. I did the, the OG Top mm -hmm. Gun, because it's been a really long time. And Little known fact about me, you've heard this before, I'm sure. Um, in my younger days, I had big interest in going into the Air Force. 
major interest in that. And um, I really wanted to be a, a pilot. Mm-hmm. And even though Top Gun is not one of my favorite movies, and it's not one that I've seen more than, you know, a couple times when I was younger, that was part of the reason. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I want to do that. So then I was fascinated with planes and, and I wanted to be a pilot. That didn't work out uh, for lots of different reasons. Uh, I did pursue that. But anyway, um, so I watched Top Gun and then finished with uh, Top Gun Maverick. And I got to tell you, the hype is real. It was so good. It, it, it really takes a lot for me to completely just disconnect from everything and just what? completely watch something. Because I'm a really good multitasker, believe it or not. So, like, I can listen to what's on the TV and understand what's happening. I'll miss some details and stuff. Um, While cleaning or doing But, like, I'm doing, yeah. And so, um, I always have to have something going. And uh, I put everything away, and I was glued to it. I I thought it was great. And Tom Cruise is sort of like, did he sell his soul to the devil or something? Because he has barely aged at all. I mean, if you ask some people who who are deep into conspiracies... Scientology he, stuff. He, it's not just that he gets it from uh drinking the blood of babies. Apparently. Oh, of course. Yeah. Him and Paul Rudd and you know, some of those yeah. other people who don't age. Right. That's how they've done it. I mean that allegedly. That's that's just what a lot of the Q people say or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um yeah. but he looks great. Oh yeah. The only crazy thing is is I'm taller than him. <laughs> like I'm taller than Maverick. Uh, they a make lot him of us are. I mean, he's, they yeah. make him look t- tall. Uh, Miles Teller was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene where he was playing the piano and they did the callback to the first one, oh. I loved that. Um, and he oh, it hits the heart. He just nailed that. Yeah. And I remember, like, when he was younger and he did like comedy movies and he did he that was uh, in that, that twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Project X, X. Project X. X. Yeah. And uh, here he is, this big buff dude. Like, that's a future hero. Yeah. You know, I know he did that terrible Fantastic Four, which we should add to the redemption There's series. There's no list. redemption for well, that. <laughs> people say that about Batman and Robin as well, but we, we're we going to... There's more of a redemption for Batman and Robin than there is that crappy... That's the only movie I've walked out of in the theaters. Well, I didn't even go to the theater, but I did fall asleep uh, <laughs> on the couch watching it. Anyway, Top Gun Maverick was great. Um, so I really, really, really love that. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. You know, I've not heard a single negative thing about it. Um, and for good reason. Mm. Yeah. And then also, uh, they recently just premiered on HBO, uh, The Last of Us. Have you seen it? Oh, my goodness gracious. It's almost shot for shot. It was, I felt like I was playing the game. And yeah. I've played through that game. I've done it twice. Four or five times. Um, so I know it pretty well because that game was ahead of its time story wise. Hundred, yes. Like it's just wow. Yeah. Like the the whether it's you know Troy Baker's voice of it or the the characters themselves that they have created the book that is the Last of Us for the game is an amazing story. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd put it above Walking Dead and any other apocalyptic story. My wife even said, and you know she's she's not interested in video games mm. if i'm playing video games like when we had one you know when we were had an apartment we had one tv yeah. if i'm playing video games she's leaving the room most of the time <laughs> um so she 
she watched me play a lot of the last of us and actually was invested in it really enjoyed it and she even said because i mentioned i watched the show she was like okay yeah i might be interested in that because i was very invested in the game mm-hmm. uh, but it, it felt so similar like um not really spoilers but like when everything's sort of the outbreak begins and you know in the game you're playing you start out as playing the main uh protagonist's daughter mm-hmm. you control her and you sit in the back of the truck and everything's happening around you and you can w- move around in the truck and watch things and the camera for the show was similar to that and I think it might have been IGN who did a post where they released yeah. image next yeah. to like the game and the show. Like I said, so I mean, and video game, video game to screen is so hard to do, especially when you've got really picky fans. Like in today, you yeah. know, yeah, everybody's picky. Everybody's got an opinion. Uh, but a lot of the times this is not good. It doesn't work out most of the time. And this was great. I and think they it's it. it's a show. Yeah, and because they got that HBO money too. Video games should always be done in shows because in the video game, like if you were to do Ocarina of Time, it shouldn't be a movie. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but I didn't hear good things about the Netflix Resident Evil. I heard bad things, you know, so. Well, I just think Resident Evil's, I mean, I wouldn't say the movies are past, you know, the further they went. I was like, oh, gosh. Okay. Because yeah. I didn't play play past two or three, so uh, eventually yeah, I was just like, "All right, I'm done with these." Yeah. So well, I enjoy those movies, but Last of Us, I think it's going to be kind of like that early Game of Thrones. It's gonna it's gonna make its mark. It's going to yeah. be something that takes the world by storm. Even if you didn't play the game, it's it's a phenomenal story. But the thing is, like, is it going to be okay? We know we're doing this for two seasons, whatever the source, whatever. Is. Like, yeah, yeah. What, don't do the Game of Thrones thing where you run out and you do your own thing. You try to create. <laughs> you can't. They better give us the story that that we know and expect. Like if you're going to do multiple seasons, you know, get, you know, if you could get a second season out of first game and did bonus you play? Content. Did you play the sequel? I didn't play. The I haven't either. I, didn't play I heard it wasn't. I mean, it just didn't yeah. really. Uh, measure up to it to the first one so so if you wanted to make this a four or five season show like they planned with stranger things play the slow game play that long game because you have tons of source material to play with how old is that little girl playing ellie she's older than she's playing she's she's just small um i can't remember because she played uh bella ramsey's her name i think yeah uh she played jorah mormont's niece yeah yeah, she was like the head of House Mormon. Yeah, yeah, she is actually, and I think uh, Troy Baker and the voice is actually uh, in the in the show. They're playing different characters, but they have cameos oh, in the show. Good, good. Yeah, which is really cool. Our friend Stephanie is uh, pretty tight with Ashley Williams, who plays. Yes, she Italy, is. So. Yes, she is. Uh, she is. 20 years old. She's 20 years old. Yes. She is 20 years old. She looks like she's 12. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they can get a lot of use out they of her. Could. Then. They get some time out of her. Yeah. And if, you know, she sticks around in Hollywood, she could also maybe be a good key product. I don't see If she that grows, and she's yeah. kind of small. I don't see that one. But 11 would. Mm-hmm. She would be good. 
I want her to be Princess Leia more than anything in the world. I think we're past that. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, she could be teenage Leia still, but I don't think people are seeing what we're seeing. I don't think Disney's seeing it. Well, and now that we've got the little little Leia from Obi Wan, they'll probably keep her yeah. for some stuff if they're going to do that. Yeah, but anyway. but maybe we can get her as Kitty Pride. You never know. We need her for something. I know. Once Stranger Things is over, it'll be interesting to see where Millie goes. Yeah. All right. So a little random Nerdica, and I know you love when I do this kind of stuff to you. No, uh, I don't. The world building and all that. Um. So we have talked about possible cast for a rebooted uh, DCU. Um, I have even like I've, I've got a notepad started that I'll sit at work like if I'm like working on something and then something pops in my head I have it like sitting at my desk that I'm like no I don't like him anymore now let's put them I'll have to run that by you again <laughs> like maybe in a week or so a couple more questions for you you're in charge you're doing the reboot of the DCU you've already got your cast okay okay uh, I don't remember who they were but yeah what movie starts it off? What's the first movie that kicks the DCU off? Batman. Batman. Interesting. Because I think the gut reaction on that is it should be Superman because he's like the OG superhero. He's the he is the um archetype for what a superhero is. Yeah. But I think People love Batman more than they love Superman. I think know? the majority does. So I think Batman. But at the same time, that's hard because we just got the new... The new Rob, Batman. Rob, you know, yeah. so, you know, that's that makes it kind of awkward. Theoretically, I think you start with Batman. I really like the idea, though, of what Snyder saw, like, the mortal, the human, Batman, yeah. finding them. Going yeah. like, well, we're going to need a team because... Because he has the resources to do yeah, that, to and build the team, the, and I'm I'm just intelligence man. Too. I just learned I'm getting I'm gonna get my butt kicked. Yeah, if something bigger than him comes along. Yeah, so I like the idea of Batman being the the one to find him. Everybody, that human saying we need more than us, than cops, than me, than mortals. I got really deep. I noticed. <laughs> Uh, the first movie in my reboot of DCU that builds to the first Justice League movie in five years. Say so you, your five-year plan is at the end of five years, you have your first crossover Justice League movie. Okay? Uh, it's not even about the JLA or any of the big three. And I swear if somebody takes this idea, I have a recording now that proves that I said it first. And I will sue you for a part in the movie. That's it. So my first movie would be Death of the Justice Society. It would take place more 60s, 70s, 80s type, you know, in the past. Uh, it would be a telling of how the Justice Society falls to Vandal Savage, the first villain, the immortal Vandal Savage, uh, who's been around since the caveman days. The main characters would be Kent Nelson's Dr. Fate. Jay Garrick as The Flash, Chalice McNiter as Dr. Midnight, uh, Al Pratt's The Atom, Alan Scott as Green Lantern, Carter Hall as Hawkman, Our Man Rex Taylor, uh, Ted Grant's Wildcat, Dinah Drake, the first Black Canary, and Jim Corrigan Spectre. That would be my Justice Society. And it's set up like The Watchmen. So it's very like, not dystopian, but you know, 
people are by the end of this movie, not a lot of people are alive. So you're going to see literally the death of the Justice Society. That first group of superheroes that in the the golden age came together to form a great team are slowly dismantled and destroyed by Vandal Savage. Now, Vandal doesn't take over. He's somewhat wounded or beaten or whatever, but he does get most of the team and he drives them to hide. The age of superheroes is, is, is dead. It's up to everyday people now. So at the end, um, the surviving members, uh, there's like a monologue, you know, at the end of every movie, like the characters talking in their head or all that. Um, the last two left are Jay, Garrick, and Dr. Fate, who, let's say, they haven't always gotten along. But they're the last two standing there. They're just staring at each other. And Jay says, don't worry, Fate. Um, Savage may have won, but there will be a time for heroes again. There is always hope. And Fate looks up and just goes, not yet, but there will be. Because Fate knows. He's the Lord of Order. He knows what's coming. Fade to black. Credits roll. Post-credit scene of a young Clark Kent walking into his first day at the Daily Planet. So you have established this world of superheroes in a golden age have come to their demise. Very much like the Watchmen. By the end of the Watchmen, two are alive, three. I like that idea more of like a prequel. After you've established. So like here we've built our team Mm -hmm. for what's happening now and for the future. But maybe like right before that crossover, that justice league combination movie this is your thing is right before it yeah and maybe it introduces the new big bad or whatever like so like after in after infinity war they released captain marvel yeah like that yeah kind of like the do that would be and it would be like whatever whoever the big bad is for your justice league maybe it's somebody who's you know i don't know which villain this might apply to but like they're going through different uh, timelines and they're mm-hmm. just trying Multiverses to you know stuff. cut out all the heroes or whatever. Yeah. because maybe they're there's one they know in one timeline somewhere there's a guy who's gonna who's gonna kill him mm-hmm. who's gonna beat him or whatever yeah so they're going through all the timelines just eliminating any person who's, who's who a it could be yeah and then that leads us to justice league he's coming to get them now yeah yeah and they're already we know yeah. who they all are now yeah. and they yeah that would work really well I think it'd be really cool. Um, so do you introduce the JLA members all in solo films or do you have no. some? I think I think that the like the buddy thing works really well. Mm-hmm. So like like maybe it's a Thor movie, but Hulk is a big part of it. Yeah. You know, he didn't necessarily need to have his solo thing, even though he he did way early on. And it was it's weird. The Edward Norton Hulk is sort of like it's it's in the MCU, but it's kind of not you know it's kind of weird so um yeah i I like the idea of having like your batman maybe your maybe like arrows arrows also in batman yeah exactly oliver and bruce work together yeah something or or doing an organization barrier or whatever yeah yeah so so you because i also said the same thing uh, there's no need for all the solo films no and it takes too long so then like you can kill two three birds with one stone yeah if you do it that way. Absolutely. Uh, so how do you introduce the big three? Uh, what story do you tell? How old are they? Who's their inception villain? 
So, like, let's say Batman. So I start with Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's like super young Batman. And I feel like I'm just taken like from the Ben Affleck Batman, but like I like what they did with him. Like he's like been maybe he's not a bit necessarily he's... 20 years in. Yeah, no. But he's not, not two years in. Right. Yeah. So kind of where we're at in the animated series. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like I think I would pull a lot from you know the those animated. old. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That stuff was so good. So Bat, I would want to do a Batman like in the Arkham game series ah. style, like that kind of Batman. And you know, I don't know so what, Joker what the would villain. Be Willem Dafoe. Oh, probably. <laughs> but Joker wouldn't be like the big team, big bad though. No, or would he? He could be. I mean, he could. But but I feel like with DC, you've always got to have some Joker sort of and a Batman, Joker and Batman. But you always got to have some sort of like big demon monster god as your villain you know yeah because it has to match wonder woman's a god more yeah. or less you know they, they, superman's a god so they've got to match them and so i mm-hmm. get it but yeah I, so i don't know who the villain would be so i, I, I would start my batman my batman movie would be uh there'd be no bruce in it so like i know you hated how early seasons of gotham were yeah it was just a comp yeah. It was a procedural show with DC characters. Yeah. But most of the movie would be about Jim Gordon in not year one, maybe five years in. He's not commissioner yet, but maybe he's detective Gordon. So it's very, it starts out very procedural. The only things you would see of Batman are like, things are getting done. Like he's coming up on criminals tied up. And stuff like that. But you only see shadowy Batman. You never see Bruce. You never see him in the cave taking the mask Maybe off. Maybe it's it's Gordon trying to figure out who is, what is what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Like, this is illegal. This is vigilante. This is illegal. This shouldn't be happening. So just like Batman started in Shadows and nobody, you know, saw Bruce Wayne as Batman, the audience wouldn't either in that first mm, movie. Okay. It's like a mystery. You know, we know it's Bruce Wayne. But we don't get to see him. Like you'll hear like snippets of like Wayne Enterprises today, blah, 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 like on the radio or something like. But you'd never see Bruce Wayne as Bruce Wayne in the first movie, and maybe not until a few movies in. He maybe he unmasks to Diana first. He's like, I'm actually immortal. My name's Bruce Wayne. I'm a billionaire. Nice to meet you. And you could have a whole thing where she's like, You're a human. He's like, yeah, it's fear. Fear works. I'm just a guy with a lot of money. Kind of like that Affleck line. And I'd make the villain something Scarface or Clock King, nothing too meta. Calendar Man, maybe. or Condiment uh, Man. Condiment King, yeah. Condiment King. You know, something grounded to earth. Nothing oh, uh, truly... what's, what's the one who, like, he thinks that he's a Greek god or whatever, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Maxi something, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it could be him, or it could be, uh, or it could be uh, Stag, Stag Industries. I don't want to do the Roman because Falcone's in every origin story for Batman, it seems, but it'd be something more grounded in reality, like one of those guys that are just people at the end of the day, and he's not really been introduced to his rogues yet. 
like a, a Riddler or a Joker or a Freeze or Maxi Zeus. Maxi Zeus. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, it could be something like that. Like, because the early days of Batman in the comics, yes, you know, there's the Red Hood, there's Joker, there's Penguin and the Adam West stuff. But like, I visualize the early day of Batman are not super villains yet. Right. He's literally just no, working I, the streets. Yeah. So it'd be like that. Um, because then he he discovers that it's so much bigger than that. It's a that. bigger world yeah. out there. Superman, I'd do it kind of simple, like uh, Reeve Superman. Very simple, very... I don't want to say Superman's generic, but he kind of is, he, though. You know, and he's, he's raised on a farm, and he's, he's chiseled. and he's, What if he didn't have to have his own thing? Like, what if he was just sort of... You know, like the thing that strings them all together, like you see him flying. Yeah, like there's elements of Superman in each and all these things. Other, yeah, yeah, that'd be great until the crossover. Because I mean, who doesn't already know that yeah. story? You know, his origin's been done. Well, times. and 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 I wouldn't have Ma or Pa Kent dead. They're they're alive. That trope's been. You know, I also wouldn't have them involved a lot. Like maybe he stops by the farm one time, but this whole like, like Snyder played heavily into the dad died, Pa died, and Martha and his relationship. The older ones played into it. The animated series plays into it. I would not pl- play into it. I'd make him more alien to us and gradually humanize him as opposed to. Because he has to walk around and treat everything like it's cardboard. Yeah. Like his 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 superpower is actually restraining himself. Because like he doesn't punch Darkseid to kill him. Even Darkseid. He's like, he can take it, but I don't want I don't want to kill him. I just want to stop him. So like he walks around like everything's cardboard or eggs or or a thin sheet of ice. So Yes, he's got that restraint, but I would slowly meeting the Justice League is what brings out the yes, he's been doing this Clark Kent thing, but it's more of that's the mask. He hasn't found the real. I wouldn't have him like obscure or anything like I think it would be a world where it's established that Superman is a thing and he's the only hero. So like, yeah, Batman knows who he is or whatever, but their business just has not. Yeah. And Metropolis, the way I see Metropolis and this this may be such a it's, yes it's it's a big city and all that but i see metropolis as being kind of like um you know like if you look at the dc new gods uh like in new genesis the new gods live up here and the new genetians live down here they don't pay any attention to the people who live down there i feel like metropolis is like we don't listen to news about gotham we don't worry about gotham or Star City, or we're Metropolis. We have to worry about our own thing. And there hasn't been there any hasn't sort been of any like Earth-ending yes. crisis yet for yeah. there to be need of any sort of yeah yeah to worry about it. So yeah. Metropolis is very safe with just Superman's baby things, small time villains that probably don't leave Metropolis to go watch a Gotham game. They do, they're just happy and safe until Robin Banks. Dark side or or Vandal Savage or maybe the big crossover villain is someone like Clayface or Raz Al Ghul or or uh, Brainiac or you know and that's when Metropolis is like oh we're not alone so he's 
being humanized throughout his movie while Metropolis is being humanized. Yeah. So it kind of, there's still some cities like that, some towns like that, like it's just us. We don't worry about the, with Wonder Woman, no Steve Trevor. I don't, I, I like the idea of Wonder Woman and uh, uh, Batman being a thing for a while. Like, I don't like the Steve Trevor thing. Plus, Steve Trevor's mostly in the past. My Diana would be sent to our realm by her mother and the Amazons to just kind of, what is the world of man up to? We don't like them. We don't really give a crap about them. But, you know, the last time any of us were over there, there were old gods. So, what's going on over there? So she's sent and she gets wrapped up in this whole thing with Felix Faust, the, the necromancer. And he has, and you also introduce Felix Faust as the villain. You introduce a secondary villain of the demon Etrigan, who has actually been tainted by Faust and blood is like trapped inside the demon. So what her job is, is to, while battling Etrigan as the demon, helping blood take control back over the demon. So now you've introduced Faust, Wonder Woman, the Amazons, Blood, and Etrigan, all in one movie. One day when they do put Etrigan in to something, I think it'll be a hit. Oh, I love it. And I think James Gunn will really do it right. Have fun with it. Yeah, it'll be good. Absolutely. Uh, And last but not least, who are your seven? Now, obviously, the big three, I'm not going to shy away and say that they're not founders. Those three have to be founders, in, in most people's opinion. Uh, my fourth, uh, I've got Martian Manhunter, just because I, I think he adds a, a really alien vibe to the team. I've got him as well, and I like him. I love John Jones. Yeah, he's pure. But I would have Jay Garrick, one of the surviving JSA members. Maybe he escapes the uh, destruction of his timeline mm-hmm. and comes to join this one. Comes, yeah. I like that. I love Barry though, but. We'd get, we would eventually get to Barry yeah. and Wally and all that. And I also think that, like, if it was all, like, continuous from where I started earlier, like, if the main villain for the Justice League movie was Clarion, the witch boy, who's a lord of chaos, um, which is the opposite, of, you know, there's balance, chaos and order. And they agree that there always must be balance. So if there's too much order in the world, the Lords of Order have to agree that chaos has to be allowed to reign to even things out. So there's no bias. It's just you have to have balance. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Thanos, but better. Garrick would, the big fight with Clarion, and I, I could see like fate doing, putting his entire soul into a spell to defeat Clarion, but it kills him. All that's left is the helmet. But what they don't know is anyone who puts the helmet on becomes fate mm-hmm. because Nabu possesses the helmet. Mm-hmm. He dies. Garrick stays on the team in his memory. You know, they keep the helmet at the Hall of Justice or whatever. Down the road, there's that Chekhov's gun. Like, you know that down the road, Zatara is going to put that thing on eventually or somebody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it'd be cool to have one of the old kind of like, we need another team. The time a hero just come back and Telling stories of his old days in the JSA. And yeah, that would be my fifth. I am stealing that because I like that idea. Um, I was going to go with Barry, but I, I like the J idea better. 
I'm going to keep Aquaman, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have him. Because I was debating on Cyborg. Because I think Cyborg is so good to have now in the modern world where technology is so important and yeah. computers and the internet and you know all that stuff so him being able to you know hack into all that stuff i think would be good so i w- i think i i had cyborg but i think i'd rather have aquaman okay as long as it's the new cool aquaman and not the old like curly blonde yeah baby well, face even, aquaman even in the like. animated the new animated stuff he's He's yeah. blonde and short-haired, but he's deep-voiced, and he's a king. Yeah, he's cooler. He's cool. Uh, I like that. Uh, mine would, uh, I think you have to have a lantern. Uh, yeah. And even though I love Jon Stewart. I picked Hal. I picked Hal. Yeah. Because I think with this cast. He's the OG, though. He, he? is. The, yeah. Well, other than the the Green Lantern from the JSA. Yeah. Hal's the OG. Um, and plus, like. There have been so many times where, like, Hal and Batman have words constantly. Because Hal's kind of an arrogant mm-hmm. D-bag. Mm-hmm. And Batman's just straight-laced. and mm-hmm. So he puts Hal in his place a lot. Like a father to a kid. And he's just like, why are you such a douchebag? And he just... Mm. And I, I, I love that banter. Especially if Batman was a little older. And... Jensen Ackles was Hal Jordan. That kind of banter. Oh, it'd be it'd be fantastic. Uh, and my my seventh would be Hot Girl. I love Shaira. I, I teared. I, I wanted. I, I asked myself if I wanted another mortal, like Oliver or a new Canary or an older Wildcat on the team. But I was like, no. Let's have. Batman be the only human for a little while. I want to go with Oliver Queen because I could see there being a really easy Bruce Wayne Oliver Queen connection where like the rich guys and you know we they're funding the whole JLA. <laughs> yeah, like they saw each other at parties and stuff and know each other through all that and then somehow they never knew each other were yeah. Vigilantes in their like, own town. Yeah, maybe they're as Batman and Arrow, they're yeah, interacting and then it's like, wait a minute. Bruce? Yeah. And Oliver. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. That'd be a good moment. That would be fantastic. Uh so yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think that we just proved that if you put the right people in place, that if you put like you know, I know you're not as much a DC guy as me, but you're passionate about what fans like in their comic book culture so it's like put the people who know what we want to see in um i think it'd be fun um and i may i may keep this and start writing fan fiction (laughs) (laughs) a nerd vocabulary word nerd fuffle oh don't you hate when that happens making a fuss over something in nerd culture that just doesn't require it like it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, like, there are bigger things to worry about, like She-Hulk. Yeah, instead of making a big nerd fuffle about, oh, it's so feminist. Megan the Stallion. Megan makes work. Oh my god! In 2022, a girl twerked on a sitcom Marvel show. Oh, 
It should have been Tauntaun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, perfect example. David, our friend, made a lot of nerd fuffles about Star Wars. About specifically Je Last Jedi. Specifically. Yes, but he, yes. But uh, uh, all together with. And I, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying I disagree with David Horton. <laughs> You're the one that disagrees with David Horton. But, dude, the Tauntauns. Okay, thing. I do disagree with that. They're not fast enough. Right. And they live on cold planets, David. They live on cold planets. But it's like kind of hard. It's kind of hard for me. They should call it cold. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to judge all that because I didn't like any of the Vegas scene. No, I didn't. I didn't like any of that. That was whatever. That was kind of weird. But yeah, that's your nerd vocabulary word for this episode. Don't. There's no need to have such a nerd fuffle about it. Like, don't read it. Don't watch it. There's no did, need to. Did you have a, a nerd fuffle about Robert Pattinson a few years ago? I did. Yeah. That's like episode two. <laughs> 30 nerds. If you want to go back and listen to that, he had a whole prepared statement. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was like, like the president walking into the. To I looked the, like, yeah, the speaker. Just <clears throat> the press secretary walking up being like, these are the words of the Duke of Nerds. My fellow Americans, Robert Pattinson <laughs> is going to ruin Batman. And you put Edward, I think that's one thing I said, you put Edward Cullen in the suit. But then I grew up and I watched him in other things. Then they dropped that trailer. And then you saw that movie. And I saw that movie. I was like, we need more Pattinson's Batman. <laughs> like, screw it. Just keep him as the... Thanks, leader. Rob. Like, just, like, absorb him. There's our Batman for the new DCU. See if he'll stick around. He's just so young, though. Well, they want j the the Superman that Gunn's writing is like a year two. Superman. Listen, maybe I need to revisit it, but I still can't help but feel like Batman, the Rob Pattinson Batman, was like a kid, like he was a kid, kid Batman. He he he's probably he rode a motorcycle. He's been the backpack, most. He's been the know, most like, kid. Out of all of exactly them. so like i didn't feel like oh he's a man you know like not yet we're looking at this lovely uh batman portrait on your wall here that mm. i mean the people can't see it that's or whatever, a man. but like he looks like a man like, yeah. rob yeah. pattinson was great i'm not knocking rob rob pattinson at all but he was just a very young he was a youthful batman right and so like i feel like when we're talking justice league and all this stuff yeah he needs to be a little older. Okay. A little more gruff, a little more grizzled. Yeah. Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles. Yeah. It's right there for you. Do you not like money? But we're going to step away and take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to talk more Batman and dive a little bit into the world of Batman Incorporated, uh, which is uh, one of our educational moments for 30 and Podcasts, podcast, uh, especially for my friend here. Right. A little education. Uh, so all that and more when 30 and Podcast returns. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Established in the summer of 2015, Tennessee Legend Distillery is more than just another moonshine stop in the Smoky Mountains. From our multi-award-winning silky smooth salted caramel whiskey to our King Snake two-year-old bourbon whiskey, our local favorite vodka 
And even our legendary line of cream liqueurs, there is something for everyone. Focusing on a small town vibe, our family and friend owned and operated business has kept us grounded to the heritage of the volunteer state with our fun, courteous, and smiling staff. Come in for free tastings and leave with your spirit of choice, whether it be Richard's Damn Good Gin or the legendary Hammershine. You can find us on social media by searching Tennessee Legend Distillery, where you can see behind the scenes features, new deals, and our always fan favorite Thirsty Thursday cocktail recipes. Now we do have two locations here in Sevierville, one on Highway 66, one on Newport Highway. We also have locations in Cookville and Nashville. If you do visit our Sevierville location located at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway, tell them the guys at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You'll receive a free shot glass and 15% off your purchase. What are you waiting for? Come be a legend at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Rolling out, no worries, no cares. When the car came out of nowhere. That's when my whole world changed. Pills for the pain, medical bills insane. Lucky for me, I dialed OEB. Boom, turn your wreck into a check. The ones for you now call OEB Law. Boom, turn your wreck into a check. We got your back now, call OEB Law. Woke up all broke up and messed up. Laying there in pain as if it wasn't bad enough. Couldn't work much and the bills are piling up. Insurance company wasn't paying up. I was down, I was out, but I wasn't quite done. Call 546-1111. You're in pain, yeah, we got you. You can't pay, yeah, we got you too. Boom, turn your wreck into a check. The ones for you now call OEB Law. Boom, turn your wreck into a check. We got your back now call OEB Law. Boom, turn your wreck into a check. We got your back now call OEB Law. Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where each week the drunk guys tackle a famous book while drinking craft beer matching the book characters or themes. Such as, The Devil Made Me Do It, while reading The Scarlet Letter, or Dissenter, while reading 1984. And you'll just have to tune in to find out what went along with Fifty Shades of Grey, but you'll definitely want to find out. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts can be found. Hi, I'm Devony Pin, and you are listening to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes, to our topic of the episode. As I said, we are talking about Batman Incorporated. little uh, side piece of Batman lore that a lot of people might not be uh, privy to. Um, so Batman Incorporated, or Batman Inc., refers to an ongoing American comic book series published by DC Comics. Features the superhero Batman, obviously. Written by Grant Morrison, the series debuted following the events of Batman R.I.P., Final Crisis, Batman and Robin, and The Return of Bruce Wayne, where after being stranded in the distant past and believed dead, Bruce Wayne has returned to the present-day DC Universe. Now he is prepared to take his war on crime to the next level, by essentially franchising it and drafting, training, and commanding a global team of heroes who will answer to Batman himself, known as Batman Incorporated. 
In the series, one of the primary themes present in Batman traveling across the world, seeking to use the symbolic power that Batman has on a global scale. For the first volume of the series, Wayne is featured wearing a new costume designed, which you can find as an add-on in Arkham, Arkham City As- and Arkham, Arkham Knight. It's Arkham Asylum and Arkham Arkham Asylum and the Batman Inc. Yes. Outfit. It was created by David Finch uh, to further distinguish him from Dick Grayson, who was still operating as Batman before the DC Universe relaunch. And the relaunch is the new 52. Yes. And I kind of remember when that happened. It was like the new 52. Yeah. Yes. So after the relaunch, uh, Wayne was, again, the only character serving as Batman and would be shown wearing the costume that first premiered in August 2011's Justice League number one designed by DC Comics co-publisher Jim Lee. In the wake of the relaunch of the DC Universe under the New 52 initiative, uh, the first volume of Batman Incorporated came to an end in December of 2011. In May 2012, the series returned with a new first issue, continuing the narrative from the first series while incorporating altered elements of DC Universe continuity and characters into the new series. So that just sounds like a DC blueprint. Let's just throw all this stuff together and like we'll pull from the past continuity and we'll put it in here. We'll keep it going, but it's going to do this, but not this. And then we're going to decide, eh, we don't like this anymore. We're going to just, you know, erase all that. We're just going to stop publishing this. Batman Inc. never happened. So Batman Inc., as we said, is global. Uh, It has taken uh, his name and idea and turned it into a global brand. Uh, because at the end of the day, that's what Batman is. It's an idea. It's anybody similar. could be under the cape and cow. Yeah. It could be anybody. Too bad they all look different, though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it is. Um, I guess if you're, a, if you're a, a French criminal, you're not too worried about what the American Batman looks that's like. That's true. Uh, there's, a, there's a spoof song by this these nerdy pop culture spoof songwriters. Um it's called, uh, it's to the tune of Something Changes, and it's like All the Dark Night Changes. And it's, the whole song is talking about how every few years Batman has a different face. And all that, and you should listen to it. It's hilarious, because it's true and sad. So Batman has taken his name global, and obviously he cannot be in all these places at once. So not he's, even him. Nah, not even the great Batman. So he seeks out and establishes representatives in major cities all over the world to handle things at his behest. The representatives are located in his home of Gotham, obviously, where the main team resides, including Batman, Catwoman, Nightwing, Batwoman, Damian Wayne's Robin, and Red Hood with Oracle working leads and communications. This is after her paralysis. Tim Drake's Red Robin acting as sort of a traveling agent and liaison to the other teams around the world. Some of the other representatives, uh, also from a subsidiary of sorts called Batman of All Nations, which is its own comic book series. Good grief. Yes. Uh, Include Man of Bats and his sidekick, Little Raven. They fight for the Sioux Nation. Oh, they okay. are the Sioux Nation Batman. Well, those names are very fitting. Yes. El Gaucho <clears throat> is the representative for Argentina. The Knight and his sidekick, the Squire, later replaced by the Hood in England. Okay. The Musketeer, later replaced by Night Runner in France. Yeah, we. Oui. The Legionary, 
in Italy. The Ranger, later the Dark Ranger, and his sidekick, the Scout, fight in Australia. Wingman, uh, later replaced by a redeemed Red Hood with the Wingman moniker, fight in Sweden. Wait, is so like, is this uh, Jason? Yes. Oh, okay, Jason Todd. Yes, after he becomes redeemed and drops the Red Hood, he takes over the now dead wingman. wingman. Why yes. is he going to Sweden, though? No this idea. Probably needed. it's just like, I need to restart. I can't be in Gotham. <clears throat> you know it would be a great place to restart? Sweden. Interesting that uh, Australia there, they have just the one guy, mm-hmm. and well, and the sidekick, for the whole country. Australia whole, is a big place. It's a land of nope. I guess it's a lot of deserts and stuff. I would though. never. Uh, Kangaroos and snakes and crap like that. I never want to go to Australia. No, me neither. Not when they're great whites breach the water and can jump like 20 feet out of the air. Ooh. No, thanks. No, thanks. A great white isn't interested in you. Yeah, they are. No, it's not. It, it mistakes. It could mistake me for a seal. All you have to do is be still. Because if you swim and flail around, it thinks that you're an injured fish and thinks you're easy prey. So no, so what it's doing you. is like, it's these breaching great whites are like, they're lazy. They don't track like American great whites. So like if an otter is just, <laughs> if like a seal or an otter or something's just sitting like on the top of the water, just bathing, like sunbathing or something, you'll just see like they have video of like this like seal just laying there and all of a sudden just wham from under like they go down and they come up and just launch like free willy great white with this seal in its mouth australian great whites yeah just like bruce don't mess because with fish are friends not food. food just like bruce batman because bad guys are are bad bad not good not good yeah it's like a little poem there it is it was a haiku yeah uh, Black Bat, formerly Batgirl, a.k.a. Cassandra Kane, fights for Tokyo. Batwing. Uh, the original Batwing was David Zavimbe, a former police officer of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Bless you. <laughs> Eventually replaced by Lucius Fox's son. Luke, Luke I knew about him. Yeah. Uh, fighting in Africa. Fun fact, uh, Batwing expands the DC Universe by taking place in Africa making David Zavemba both the first, in continuity, Black Batman and one of the few characters headlining a series outside the U.S. Wow. Look at you, David. David. A different version of the Batman of all nations appears in the critically acclaimed Kingdom Come comic series. The members of this group include Cossack, the champion of Russia. Duh. Samurai, the champion of Japan. Oh. And Dragon, the champion of China. Those are very uh, on-the-nose references. Yeah. They're from Japan. Let's call them Samurai. They're from China. Let's call them Dragon. They're from England. Let's call them Knight. (laughs) They were joined by Batwoman, a Batman admirer from the Fourth World. A different universe, like with the new gods and all that. It'd be like if Batman was the Patriot or the Rebel. The the... Rebel. The Patriot. The American. The new Batman Incorporated, which is what I'm most familiar with. This uh, is the one that just started, like in the new series in 2022? No, season three. 
No, oh, this you're is, talking this about is show. from the show. Oh, okay. Um, this is the more Batman Incorporated that I'm more familiar with than the, than the comics. I've read the comics, but I've not reread them. Even though they're still writing and producing Batman Incorporated comic books still today, uh, there is new iteration of the team in season three of the popular HBO Max show Young Justice. A newer version of Batman Incorporated is formed in Young Justice Outsiders when they publicly resign from the Justice League as an answer to UN Secretary General Lex Luthor's restrictions on the League actions. They continue to fight Luthor and Vandal Savage's group known as The Light in secret. The team's new faces are Green Arrow, Tim Drake's Robin, Plastic Man, Metamorpho, Katana, Hardware, who's kind of a knockoff of, of Cyborg, Spoiler, Arrowette, and Orphan. Now, Orphan... Uh, is what a, a name. Yeah. Orphan's actually a former member of the League of Shadows. Very intimidating. And the daughter of the most deadly person in DC Universe. What is her name? She, she, uh, Shiva. Lady Shiva. What uh, kind of a power does Orphan have? She's just Making other children orphans? Yes, pretty much. Uh, she, she went by Orphan. Uh, actually, when uh, she was born... Uh, Shiva actually severed her vocal cords after birth so she could never speak. So she doesn't speak. She's just quiet. She just nods. She's like the deadliest silent Bob you'll ever meet. And she... Uh, she fights for Batman Incorporated. I assume was an orphan? She goes by orphan because she doesn't want connection to her mother. Oh, so she's not even actually an orphan. No. She Sounds just like goes it. by... So, in this, in this continuity, in this Justice League... Uh, or this young justice continuity it's orphan that paralyzes barbara on accident they're they're going they're trying to save this uh this un uh assembly from joker who has taken it over and like he's going to blow it up and like all that and orphan has been contracted by vandal savage to kill joker but and batgirl sees her jumping out of the shadows to with her sword to kill Joker and Barbara jumps in front of it to keep her from becoming a murderer. And so the slice doesn't hit Joker. It hits Barbara through the back and severs her. Okay. So that's how she becomes paralyzed. But they're like sisters. I don't <laughs> like it as much as the Joker shooting her, but that's kind of cool. So yeah. I was going to say like, where's the sacrifice for that? You know? Yeah. And it's to keep her from she, she, and breaking the as room. she's sitting there, she looks at her, she goes, I didn't do this to save Joker and did this to save you. And that's when Orphan's like, I'm in the wrong line of work. I need to be with these guys. <laughs> just like all of a sudden, it's just like, hmm, I like this better. I'm enjoying Batman now. <laughs> Screw the leaves of shadows. Okay. Uh, so after victory over the light, Batman Incorporated in this new continuity is folded back into the league under new leadership. Black Lightning is voted unanimously as the new chair of the Justice League. That's how season three ends of Young Justice. I feel like I've given you a lot of information. Yeah. What what has what are your thoughts? What has piqued your interest or stood out to you? I didn't really know that Batman Inc. was a thing until you brought it up, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, or if I didn't know, I didn't pay attention to it. Uh, so I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, I, to me, though, it's sort of weird, though, because I feel like Batman is such a loner. Like, he, I, I don't see 
I'm not buying into the idea of it being like, oh, I'm just going to make it this big franchise and we're going to, yes. you know, I'm bringing other people into this mess because he's always, I mean, he doesn't want people getting involved. Yes, that's where a lot of the, uh, not full on naysayers, but a lot of the backlash to this series of comics has been, this isn't Batman. Batman would not franchise his brand. Batman would not go global. Batman would not build a big team because his big thing is it's to protect my loved ones. That's why I wear the mask. Right. But the more you bring in, the more opportunity they have to die. So that's the, and, and at first I did push back uh, when I started reading it. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't I mean, this isn't Batman, but then you kind of start thinking kind of like the Ben Affleck Batman in Batman versus Superman. This is a post death of, robin like he's pissed he's angry yeah he's mad so what happened to him in the past or what he you know presumed dead and all that coming back changed him he was like this is we're too small so i did push back and then i didn't initially like even have any inkling to uh read these until i was playing back through the arkham series and i saw that extra i actually scan and i was like ooh. I played uh, Arkham Asylum over the weekend hmm. because, and according to my save game file, it had been five or six years since I, I played it. So, yeah, I've got through it pretty quick. That was relatively small compared to the other ones. Oh, City's huge. I'll definitely do so City uh, Origin. I don't feel like plugging up the 360, and it's not backwards compatible, mm -hmm. so I don't play it much. But Arkham Knight, I've done so many times. Yeah. I'll probably not do that one again i Probably. i uh i've never done 100 percent on any of them because of them. that riddler crap i just don't like it nah dude once I'll you get solve, them i'll solve the riddles if i come across them but like the trophies the they gadgets just, oh my god they, uh, they annoy yeah. me some of them are pretty i'm just like and just plus how he keeps popping up and it's like oh my god, shut up once you get like the maps and it reveals all the spots where everything yeah. is it's nothing mm -hmm. Then it just comes down to time. Yeah. But 100%. I've actually found all the riddles and stuff before I went and beat the Joker. So you got the... Was it Nightfall ending? On Arkham Knight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was talking about the on Asylum. But yeah, on Arkham Knight, yeah. If you... But you, you can still beat Scarecrow and go around the city and do all that stuff after. And you'll still get that ending. But you're still running around afterwards. No, once you've done everything, that's oh, I think that's it. That's what and, kicks in. Because he's supposed to be. Like, I haven't done it obviously, but when I started seeing people post about it, I was yeah. like, "Well, I'm just going to." He blows up. Too. He I'm blows gonna... up the mansion. Yeah, he he is unmasked, and I guess him and Alfred go into hiding, full on hiding. Yeah, yeah, which is somewhat what happens at the end of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, somewhat. So did did I at least pique your interest to maybe read a little of it or watch Young Justice three? I would like to watch Young Justice. I think actually, uh, read it probably not. I know that Damien is a big part of the story and yeah. one of these volumes of uh, yes. Batman Incorporated. He actually, and I like Damien. He doesn't make it. He doesn't make yeah. it. Yet. Um, so I'm that that that's. Yeah, I would consider it because I like Damien. I like all the Robins, really. Mm -hmm. Tim's kind of me. 
Yeah, I would say he's my least favorite. Yeah. Jason doesn't really get much of a chance because they just automatically, like, when he's introduced, then they kill him and bring him back as Hood. Which Jason helps. was the one who was, like, trying to steal his tires or something. Like, he was taking the tires yes. off of Batmobile. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they did to Jason what they did to Bucky. They killed the original character and then brought him back, back as a villain. cooler-looking villain yeah. turned anti-hero. Like... It's pretty interesting. But yeah, for those of you who didn't know, that's Batman Incorporated. Here's a little educational moment. Uh, so the next episode we are going into is uh, we're going to talk about all the Robins. And there have been more Robins than some people think, especially mainstream fans. Because some people don't even know about Carrie mm-hmm. or Team Robin, R-O-B-I-N, whatever they are. Um, so that's what our next one's going to be. It's going to be all about the Robins, some more education on them, uh, when they were created and all that stuff. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break from the world of Gotham to then discuss the Rumbles next weekend. Oh, and the we've not it's, spoken at all about all the crazy uh, wrestling yes. WWE uh, yes. news going on. I actually wanted to talk a little bit about that at the end here. Once we got all the educational, that's why I just kind of flew through it informationally. Uh, For those of you who are having PTSD from your history class, I'm sorry. This is a lot to talk about. Um, Vince came back because I guess he paid him off or all of a sudden he's guiltless. Just all of a sudden uh, made himself chair again because he owns the majority shares. He basically said... I will not approve a sale or any sort of anything as the biggest shareholder unless he, I mean, more or less he held the company hostage until they gave him what he wanted. And then they did. And, and Stephanie left. Stephanie uh, stepped down. She, originally months ago, it was a leave of absence. Yeah. She came back uh, when to all the stuff with Vince yeah. happened. And then Vince comes back. She doesn't just say, I'm taking a leave of absence. She completely resigns. She's out. Retires. She's done. Mm-hmm. Now, could it be, oh, I want to be at home with my three beautiful daughters who are growing up very fast. And I got a taste of that when my husband was sick and I got to be at home. And it's purely for that. And we know that, you know, Vince is trying to sell this thing apparently anyway. So could it be that? Or could it be, I don't want to sell. I don't like what's happening, and I'm PO'd, and I'm getting out. Who knows? Yeah, because here's the thing: is I think Vince is butthurt. He's apparently, if you if you listen to any person who's worked hand in hand with Vince, any of their podcasts, especially <laughs> Corny or before he was rehired, Bruce. Mm. Now all of a sudden it's just great. But before he was rehired, Bruce, I mean, all these stories about he's easy to piss off. He holds a grudge. Um, I wouldn't say that he holds a grudge. I mean, uh, Ultimate Warrior came well, back and was yeah. in his good graces there. and That's true. Uh, there's all kinds of situations like that. I, I, I think- just feel like it's been visually better. It has been verbally better. Everyone is on social media, and and he's got to be saying like, "Wow, 
these well, people love that I'm not there. He's not, and I'm not calling the shots. He's not got his his hands in creative. Yeah. Uh, so far as we know, word has it H is still yeah in charge of creative. All the talent we're told, like nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. That it's just is solely there just to help with the sale of the company, and the way they keep wording it is. Uh, uh, optimal yes. op- opportunities yes. for the shareholders or something yeah. like that. Like, how can we get the most money? Which makes sense. Yes, as a and business. say what you will about Vince. I mean, he did build this thing yeah. for 30 years. Yeah. From, I'm not going to sit from here and territory. say, Vince McMahon is a swell guy. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently not. Um, but. I mean, he took territories and turned it into an empire. We certainly have grown up our whole lives mm-hmm. for the most part as wrestling fans because of what Vince what created. created. Yeah. And because we also, if that didn't happen, there were the only thing we'd see on TV is Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Because of TV deals. Yeah. So and also like it's a huge foundation of our relationship, like mm-hmm. our friendship. A lot of it is based on wrestling specifically mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's why I'll never say anything bad about Vince Man. I I appreciate yeah what he's given us. He um, might be a terrible person, but yeah, but most people are. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last thing I'm going to say about that is there has been no official word. So the clickbait articles out there, the dirt sheets as they're called, and I'm not saying any dirt sheet analyst listens to this podcast they probably don't and this is going to sound very harsh but it's true uh they're not sports journalists they're not they're not uh in the heat of it you know talking with h talking with vince they are uh rumor mongers and gossipy like there's this one show like on some crappy little clickbait thing that pops up it's a show that pops up on snapchat where they'll say some, they'll say like former personality, Dirty Dutch Mantel, who was uh, Zeb Coulter, Zeb Coulter uh, says this, and this is what's happening. No, what happened was two guys got to talk to Dutch, and he probably said like, "Well, I could see it going this way," or mm-hmm. you know, stuff. And th- then they take it and they. They're very intentional with their work. Yes, they absolutely are to get you to click on it because they're paid by that click. So until the checkmark official WWE or Vince McMahon says something, it's just hearsay at this point. Or um, not Tony Khan because that's AEW. But yeah, the, the con, other con. The, con, the WWE Khan. WWE Khan. Uh, he, he's also a big part of the yeah. sale. There is no... There's no like lividity to Saudis buying it. There's no lividity to Tony Khan buying it. There's no lividity to Apple or Disney or any of them. Disney's not going to. Could it. there be interested parties like Apple? Sure, yeah. maybe they're interested. But until Comcast is one I've heard. Yes, until that official word is out, please do not go with anything you see. Could the Saudis buy it? Yes. Yes. They could. They have billions and in blood money. it's not the Saudi so. government. It's the Saudi investment uh, yes. fund or whatever. Yes. It's not the It's government. basically like a, a 
massive group of people. And a ton of the things that you enjoy today, uh, this that same group has a lot of investments in. So It doesn't necessarily mean that the enemies would own WWE and the women would be done wrestling or have to stay clothed. Don't listen or read into everything you see out there. Until an official word is said, treat everything as a grain of salt, as someone just reaching and searching for the first word or that click. That's all I'm going to say about that. And in the meantime, we'll enjoy yes. Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble, probably. Cody Rhodes and maybe Rhea Ripley for the female. I would like Rhea. Of course, I love Rhea. Uh, yeah. I okay. want I want Naomi. Big return. Big return. She's 29. Uh, 30 comes out. It's Rhea. Uh-huh. Rhea tries to eliminate her. She does her trick like Kofi where she yeah. doesn't get eliminated. She gets back in. She wins and joins the bloodline. Okay. She's the female presence on the bloodline. Because of her. She wins the title at WrestleMania. But Roman, the bloodline might be ending at WrestleMania. I think so. Why it's Roman, so. Yeah. Anyway. That's quite possible. But we are definitely going to uh, look forward to that. In the meantime, in between time, if you have any thoughts on Batman Incorporated or anything we've discussed here, please uh, take the time to reach out to us. Hit us up on that hashtag 30nerdypod, 30nerdypod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, all the social medias. Check out the T Public store. Thank you for everything. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. (laughs) And as always, cheers to you. There once were two dudes who met back in college. Nobody loved pop culture more. So they started a podcast to talk all about it. And 30 and Nerdy was born. Oh, 30 and nerdy was born. You might hear them chat about shows like The Witcher or movies like Lord of the Rings. And if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel while Tyler goes more for DC. Yes, Tyler goes more for DC. Now come, come, one and all. Or shut up, just answer the call to be part of our journey into magical worlds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds. Na 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 na. That's not how it ends. <laughs>